You're like the Wu Tang Clan. You're nothing to f with. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so fun. It's like because yeah. he did. We did a, a Mike at K Bar once where he was like riffing, or he 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 like roasted everybody in the room pretty much except me and Joe. And I think there was like one other person, and I was like, "No, come on! Like you didn't roast us all. Why aren't you roasting me? Come on!" <laughs> And he, like, he wouldn't do it. It was oh, so dude, funny. If, if you're not going to dish it out to everybody, don't even bother. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, it, I just, I thought it was really, it was really funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, hey, this is my buddy Liz. Um, yeah, so missing stand-up is uh, not fun. Not fun at all. I definitely yeah. miss it a lot, and I want it to come back soon. <laughs> it's yeah, just so I, uh, awful for sure i mean like we were saying the virtual mics i think I, I i appreciate the effort and like i appreciate the opportunity for writing i think um doing them virtually is hard because yes. um it's just it's a very different feel and i think this is something similar to like uh, doing video chats for work now is it, it almost feels more intimate because you have like this direct face-to-face contact whereas usually with, within an audience like you're not staring at everyone's faces all at once oh um, yeah yeah okay that's an interesting way yeah so it's like it's it's very different than ha- like you're having 10 pairs of eyes on you all at once versus like everybody's kind of doing their own thing and you look around the room and make eye contact where you're like your joke delivery is different. All yeah. that kind of interaction is different. Um, and well, in general, I feel like um, I feel like people are more emboldened in virtual mics than they hmm. are in real life. Ooh, can you explain that? Um, just, I think, I mean, maybe, maybe part of that is, is not understanding what the, like, proper etiquette is. Okay. Um, and, or maybe it's just, like, when you're in a group of people, there's also that peer pressure to, like, not make a scene or make a fool of yourself because you're afraid of, like, other people judging you. And also just the general comfortability of, of, like, your own bedroom, you know? Right, right. You're some, yeah. When I first so started you, doing the virtual stuff, I felt super uncomfortable because it, it felt like, like the, the writing workshop I had no problem with because that is yeah. kind of an intimate thing already, but it's not like a judgment thing. Right. It's just like a, oh, we're all doing this together. But then with the mic, the first mic, I, I did it in my bedroom and I was like, oh, it feels like everyone's in my bedroom. I don't, I don't like this. And that's yeah. why I started doing stuff in my car. Cause yes, you yeah. know, I'll drive people I mean, in my car. I don't. I'm not gonna drive. I'm not gonna bring random people into my bedroom. Like that's just right. weird. It felt very. You also love your car, so. I do love my car. <laughs> <laughs> my life was awful when I didn't have a car. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the first month I had my car, I put on four thousand miles. <laughs> four thousand. That's crazy. <laughs> I was driving to so many mics. I was driving to shows. I went. I went to two out-of-state stand-up shows. It was Just because you could. You're yeah. like, I can drive them doing well, it. Well, I had the tickets for so long. That was part of the push for the car. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, all right, okay. it's, it's coming up in, like, I got to get to, like, New Brunswick, New Jersey in two and a half weeks. I need a car. <laughs> Very, I mean, hey, that's it, whatever motivates you, right? Whatever, whatever gets you there. Exactly. Everyone's got different goals. Yeah, and that was a good show. That was, uh, that was Joey Diaz. 
Oh, okay, it was okay. nuts. And, it, you know, he's from, you know, North Jersey. So, like, like one of his, like, uh, his ch- childhood buddies came. And so it just felt like he was talking with his friends. And he kept, like, oh, yo, you, you remember this person? You remember? Oh, my God. You know, he's just. Right. <laughs> Coco, man. Dude, I fist bumped him after the show. It was sweet. And then I just got out of there because I was like, all right, now I have a, you know, four-hour drive home. <laughs> <laughs> for a car I think <laughs> interestingly enough um, without driving like people are like oh it's nice you don't have all this commuting time but like I uh, I drove to drop off some stuff to one of my friends who's a nurse I just like dropped off stuff at her at her house cause oh, he's going nice. through, through some wild stuff oh yeah and um, uh, on the way there and back I realized that I do all of my writing while I'm driving same Oh, Which, same. Mean, it, it sounds so unsafe, but like I'm but not you, like you physically write. Oh, okay. Writing, but like I'm working through everything in my head. Yes. I take audio. Yes. Notes, like oh, I'm just like processing over and over, and like yep. thinking of different ways. And it's almost like the driving because I'm so focused on driving. I can't look at my phone. I can't do other things. It's yeah. like half of my brain is focused on driving or more. I mean, legally, all of it, right? Uh, but anyway. Um, if there's any cops listening. If, yeah, if there's any cops listening, I'm totally focused on the road. I have hands-free. I've got Bluetooth. Everything's fine. Um, but really, though, I do have Bluetooth. Anyway, um, but it's like, it, it's almost like white noise and like having something else to divert. And, and sit there and actually think of jokes because yep. um, it's, it's alone time. It's like not having, because like when I'm sitting at home, I can be on my computer, I can be on my phone, I can turn on the TV. Like there are Your so roommates. many things to distract me. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm the same way. I do so much of my writing in my car and I have the same thing and I tell people that and like, like my big part of my writing process is just talking to myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that alone time in the car, like yeah. just being able to to listen. Like one of the things I'll do because I have a phone and I have an iPod, so yeah. I'll um, I'll I'll listen to like a bit I have in my AirPods, and then okay. I'll 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 tag it. I'll say notes out loud and record it on my iPod. And then that way oh. I have like timed spots where I'm like, oh, okay, add that, take that out, reword that, and uh, then I can listen back to that. So like a big part of it is even just like, like, cause I'll do most of my tags just listening to the bit and then I'll think of something funny and then I'll, I'll write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And then add it in. But the talking to myself, that's, that's big. And no, I... I've- Absolutely. I'm like working things out in my head. It's funny because I, I worry that I'm um, starting to talk to myself uh, in public, uh, like around <laughs> other people. So um, here's here's my general rule because I do that too. Talking to yourself is only crazy if the things you say are crazy. <laughs> I mean, we're Canadians, so some of it is crazy yeah but you know um, we are crazy so <laughs> i mean i have a whole bit on tube meat so like <laughs> oh it's not just tube meat it's your personal relationship <laughs> right, it's my personal relationship to tube meat so. uh, which sounds uh, really bad out of context <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, it does. 
Tube meat, oh, tube meat, tube meat. I need to think about tube meat. <laughs> yes, I literally, I watch so many YouTube videos about sausage making. <laughs> like, I, a couple hours worth of YouTube videos on sausage making. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, right. shoot. That's, yeah, that's crazy. At least you're doing the research behind it. Dude, I have, I have so many bits where I just don't know what I'm talking about. And then I have other bits that, you know, I'm deeply invested in. But, like, you know, something just, ah. Right. Like, mostly my Facebook jokes. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Like, I mean, anything yeah. that's set up with, like, a, like the news, like, the news ones, uh, I forget what they're called, but, like, the headline ones. Like, monologue jokes? The monologue jokes, yeah. Like, half yeah, of the time. monologues, yeah. Yeah, I'll either think of, like, I'll, I'll see someone saying something on Facebook and go, oh, I think you're wrong for no reason. Here's what I think. Right. Or, like, I'll just, I'll, I'll Google uh, news and then mm-hmm. I'll click on the news tab, and then I'll just scroll until I see something that's like, hey, I thought of something, and then I'll just post it on Facebook and see how it does. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. this is a good point of view to have. So, like, the tabloids are good for that, and also, I think it was either USA Today or, like, Associated Press, one of them has a section that's literally called Oddities. And really? it's, like, the weird news. Um, <laughs> what news isn't weird anymore? <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, I totally like, agree, but it's, like, the more obscure stuff. It's, like, all the Florida man type stuff. Oh, yeah. And the Florida man delays economic stimulus check to print his it, name in the memo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah. Not to get I mean, too political, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I find those those are more fun. I'm not like I'm not very apt to make monologue jokes about um, super serious political topics. No, because yeah, a lot of times like I'm not I'm not here to get people riled up. Honestly. Oh, then what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I'm joking, I'm, I'm, joking. Tr- I'm just I'm just trying to survive, honestly. I I right used now. to be, yeah. <laughs> I used to be way more obnoxious. Like, if you can believe it, I used to be way more like obnoxiously libertarian. Oh, I can believe it. <laughs> no, no, it was so bad. I I had this big uh, taxationist theft hat, and I wore it like every day. And I would wear it every day to my tax class. <laughs> and I made it a point. At one time when I was in college, I just had this tax class. I only took it because I needed a, like an accounting class for my, uh, uh, my minor in accounting. Yeah. And I, I, I liked the professor. He was really cool. And he knew how I felt about taxes. And I made it a point every single day to raise my hand and just say taxation is theft. <laughs> I you yes you are that guy. You are I was I was I'm I'm no longer I'm I'm slipping back into old habits, but it it is nowhere. I promise you, it is nowhere near as bad as it once was. There's personal growth happening. I'm glad to yeah. hear it. There was one day where I was like, all right, I'm done being the obnoxious libertarian. I, I want to be taken seriously for a little bit, and then I started to do comedy, and then you know, it was a bunch of dirty socialists and you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah dirty socialists yeah I mean yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> nah 
and then you know, there's people who think that government is legitimate. And I, you know, I can only put up with that for so long. <laughs> people who think the federal government should exist. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, which is like, which is crazy, cause like I'll, I'll, uh, like you, you go on Twitter and like outside of comedy Twitter, and so many people are like, oh, I'm so sick of these Nazi comedians, and now I'm like in the comedy world, and uh, like I'm looking around, I'm like, dude, there's so many like liberals in comedy, like I can't even believe it. They just believe in freedom of speech for the most part. Like it's yeah. bananas. Like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, I mean, I guess it's, it's, they create, hmm, how, how do I, the, it's, it's just the ones that make the headlines, the, the more vocal ones, I mean, those are the ones that stand out more than anything, so nobody, I don't know, it's, yeah, well, people are gonna create people, whatever, whatever picture, whatever stereotype they want about like people who don't comedy and comedians. But like, you're gonna find comedians in every every flavor, every genre. Exactly. If you're, if you're looking hard enough. So. No matter what your viewpoint is, uh, Chappelle said it at his uh, Mark Twain uh, thing. He was saying he's like, no matter what your viewpoint is, somebody is in a comedy club representing it. Yeah. You know, they may not be right. I mean, there's race. And then there's that, that chick, Hannah Gadsby. Like, like she was totally That's antithetical to what lady, people right? think. What? Is that Nanette? Annette? Lynette? Nanette. Nanette. What are you saying? On Netflix. Oh, what? Nanette? And are you saying the name of the special? Yes. Oh, I don't know the name of the special. I remember I watched it and I did not enjoy it. Oh, okay. Did you okay. enjoy it? I can't Google it because I'm on my phone right now. Oh, trash. Oh, well. <laughs> That's okay. No, I did not enjoy that special. Uh, I like I like a comedy. I like the... I like a mild bit of provocation. I, I like... I, not even provocation. I like... I like when comedians have something to say. Mm-hmm. And I like when when they really kind of push the limits and you know they're just touching that line and you're like oh and then seeing how they rationalize it like uh patrice was great at that no he was so comfortable with with who he was and what he how he felt about the world and even like off stage on stage and just the way he would go into something and uh he he just would completely dominate it, like he, 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 the whole audience. He would say something so provocative and outlandish, and then by the end of it, you're agreeing with him. You're laughing. And you're like, oh man, I've been viewing the world wrong. Like I think that's a big part of what comedy is. Right. Is right. Letting yeah, letting people see the world the way you see it. Yeah, and and but I I like when it's when it's not controversial, but. Like, I do like when, when, uh, cause then the other big part is taking down the people in charge, you know, like that's the, the court, that's yeah. a court jester tradition. Right. And, and being able to, to do that, being able to go at the people in charge and then being able to like take them down and, oh man, I love that so much. Oh, <laughs> it's so, it's so relieving. And then you ever just hear something a comedian says that you so agree with, but no one else does? Uh, no. 
I guess probably I not. Mean... I don't know. <laughs> who do you, who do you like comedy wise? Who who are your favorites? Who inspire you? Okay, so I guess all right. Here's 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 the dirt. Um, <sighs> I don't really follow comedy a okay. lot. Yeah. Like before I started doing comedy myself. Um, Dude, me either. I didn't really follow a lot of comedians. So when nope. I when I was a kid, uh, I grew up. This is oh, uh, I'm admitting this on a recording. Um, I grew up <laughs> uh, <laughs> watching the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Okay. That was like Larry the Cable Guy and Ron oh, yeah. White and and Dude, Billy Ron White's Mullen a legend. Jeff Foxworthy, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was like. Where I grew up, that was what my family watched. And then uh, the first comedy show I ever saw, I was in junior high or high school, um, was Jeff Dunham. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like it. So do you, um, do, you, do you, like, listen to comedy now or no? Um, yes and no. So I, I do a lot of, like, comedy podcasts here and there. I don't know if you've heard of... Uh, podcast called good one um nope it's a vulture podcast and so it's it's more like joke theory so it's it's bits of jokes small small sections of people's sets um and they play the set and then there's a discussion had with that comedian about how they came to writing that set. Oh, that is awesome. What's the name of it? Good one? Good one, yeah. Um, and it's a fantastic podcast that I, like, binged for a long time, and I keep going back and forth to it. Um, oh, yeah. And from that perspective, I really enjoy, because especially when I started doing comedy or, or playing with the idea of doing comedy, I was definitely feeling an imposter syndrome, and I was like, I'm the type of person that wants a manual, and I'm like, how do I do this? What's the right way? Okay. And it's hard with comedy because there's not a right way. Um, mm, you find okay. your right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. so hearing everybody's style, and it's interesting because there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But just kind of hearing how that all works. It oh, was, that's it interesting. It was a great jumping off point and a great confidence builder to hear a lot of people being like, you know what? I just try a bunch of stuff until <laughs> I figure out what sounds right. Yep. And so, sometimes that's the answer, and you're like, okay, well. You just do what works. Right, you right. Do it's a skill that you build, and you get better at it. Um, yeah. So I do, I I guess, recently, more, more, um, more recently, Comedians I've seen, um, Ian Fidance, um, Corinne Fisher, and Ron Funches are three that I've seen in the last couple of years. Um, those I've seen live, I should say. Um, and it's kind of like when people give me recommendations, I will I will go in and watch. I will, I'm less of a watching people's specials and more of a listening to specials. Um, yeah. Gary Goldman, his stuff's really, oh, dude. really funny. Dude, I haven't his had a chance bit, to like his... watch the Great Depression or anything yet. Oh, that but... one, I like that one. Um, yeah, it's not as funny as it is, uh, like honest. Which I, I kind of like at first because I, I was expecting it to be really, really funny. 
but it was yeah. more, you know, about depression, and he dealt with it in a really cool way. But his bit on um, how they, how they <laughs> came up oh, with all God. the states' abbreviations. <laughs> Have you seen that one? No. Oh, dude, he did it on Conan. He did a single five-minute bit for like for a, a late night spot. It was yeah. bananas. That was the like I watched that and I was laughing so hard. I, remember I was in I was in my car. I was in Norwalk. I was waiting to go to a mic, and I was parking my car and like I was almost crying. I was laughing so hard because it's so silly. You gotta watch it. I'll send it to you. It is hilarious. No, that sounds. I mean, we yeah. can all use a little more comedy right now. For yeah. Sure, so I will definitely, I will definitely take a look at that. Yeah, I think you'll really dig it, because it's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. So what, what kind of made you wanna? Because you weren't really a stand-up fan, and yeah. you're still not really much of a stand-up fan. What made you? <laughs> that sounds so bad. I like live comedy. You, like, you fucking like hate anything that's likes. funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> you fucking hate anything that's funny. So. No, no, I, <laughs> no, like I know. Live I know. Stuff. Like I like seeing people. I don't know. I'm the person. You know, like I don't like to watch sports, but I like to play sports or I'll okay. go to a live I'm game. The same. And I don't want to watch yep. it on TV. Does I'm that the make same. Sense? I'm the same with everything except frisbee. I'll watch frisbee all day long. Well, you're but. just weird, but that's okay. Yeah. But like that's how I am with <laughs> comedy too. Like, okay, I'll that be makes there. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's an event, not a thing to do. Yeah, like, I don't want to yep. watch it on Netflix. Like, I will for, like, educational purposes. That sounds so terrible. No, but, you like, study it. You know, it just, it feels weird and inauthentic because there's, like, an audience laughing and it's like, am I supposed to laugh too? Like, I, it just feels weird. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I was talking to yeah. uh, one of my friends. She doesn't do stand-up, but she, like, likes Chris D'Elia. And we were talking about his uh, his latest special, No Pain. Oh, Chris D'Elia. At first I thought you said Crystal and I was like, I don't know what that oh, is. Sorry, Chris D'Elia, and he. Oh uh, well, no! I, now I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but she was like, she was like, I don't, because she's not really much of a stand-up fan, and she was like, it felt weird watching comedy alone. Like, she's like, I know this sounds mean, but I kind of like watching it in person. I was like, that's not mean. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Like, it, like it, it is. There's just a certain energy, whether you're on stage or in the audience. Of just right. of just being around, it's it's weird to sit alone in like your living room, and just watch someone tell jokes. Right, the energy is completely different. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do it and I still enjoy it, but to someone you know who isn't really a stand-up fan, like you know, like yeah, that completely makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and even I if mean, you maybe are, that's why I don't uh, get as much out of the virtual mics as well. Maybe yeah. it feels kind of like this name I don't know it's just an interesting yeah but anyway now that I've justified my um non stand up fan-ness quote unquote but what so what what made you want to start doing comedy um was there a single moment or was it kind of a build up were you writing before you did it I think you said you were yeah or you were at least listening I don't know if there was like a single moment specifically um, but I'd sort of been toying with the idea for a while, and um, I'm the. Am I allowed to swear? Are we swearing on you this? You can. You can cuss. <laughs> My only rule on this podcast is don't incriminate me. <laughs> don't incriminate you. All right. Um, so. All right. Cool. Um. 
chaotic friend. I'm one or Whoa. the other. I'm not ever in the middle. Um, That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always like, stop, you're going to cut your thumb off or I'm the one cutting my thumb off, you know? Nice. Okay. Um, so, but like, I'm always telling jokes and like getting everybody like laughing and that was, I feel like, okay. I'm so terrible and I'm going to get so deep but like I think that's where I like derived a lot of my like worth from when I was younger was like oh I could always like make the adults laugh and everybody thought Ooh. I was so funny I was so um, charming everyone loved me <laughs> yeah no yeah. it sounds so terrible but that's <laughs> I think that's really what it was is I was like the kid that always hung out with adults and I think I always just like <laughs> relished in the fact that I could always make people laugh yeah um, um, and I think that's something that kind of carried over for a long time. And I knew I needed a creative outlet of some kind. Like, I liked writing, but I just never, like, putting words on a paper is not enough. I don't know. It just wasn't. You don't get the same validation. What? You don't get the same validation from writing yeah, as you do on stage. Yeah. yeah. That's what I need. Validation. Yeah. I know everyone um, loves me, but I just need to know in person. <laughs> right. I need Am to I feel funny? it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I started. Um, I yeah. I I've been like writing for a while. Writing but, like, comedy or too just scared to do it. Yeah. Um. So I started doing improv. Uh, oh, you're an improv person. Yeah, I started in improv. Oh shit! I um, didn't know that. I did too. And comedy. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. How is Hartford. it up there? I started doing um, improv in Norwalk. Oh okay, yeah. That's a that's a far drive. Yeah, but I was living in but, Norwalk at the time, so. Yeah, no, that's a that ten totally minute walk. For yeah, you, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was taking classes at CT. Well, actually, they used to do an open mic there. Yeah. And so I went to the last open mic that they did there before they shut it down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe I could do the open mic here. Like, this feels good. This is a good, like, I like the energy here. Yeah, you're comfortable. Because I had been to a bunch of open mics, but like I said, was too scared. Oh, you were uh, going to the mics. Yeah, I went. I went, oh. I, I went to Elbow Room a bunch of times. Um, at that point, I think what, I had been uh, wh- where, When was this, chronologically? Um, so my first open mic was August 19th of 2019. That was the first one you performed at? Correct. Okay, how long had you been going before that? Um, months. Okay, at the Elbow Room, do you remember me at all? Yes. Really? Do you remember any bits specifically? How was I? Uh, you were in a suit. Yep. Or you were in your underwear. Oh, you were there for that? Yeah. Yes. What'd you think of that one? <laughs> Honestly, I was like, I have no idea what is happening. Um, I was thoroughly confused. Dude, the first time uh, I the first time I talked to Rob was like a little while after that. Yeah. We were just like talking after a mic, and then he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're the you're the kid with the underwear." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And he just goes, "Yeah, man, yo, uh, put some clothes on. You might have something there." <laughs> yes. I just, yes. Oh god. And then I Terrible. did, and it, it turned into like a decent, 
Like I, I made it into stand up instead of just my a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. I was trying out this thing at the. I was trying out this thing at the time where uh, I was I was doing a bunch of bits just in my underwear because that's that's how I am when when no one's around. I'm I'm dressed like undershirt, boxers, yeah. you know, usually compression shorts, and then dress socks. Was like, there a pizza involved? There was pizza involved. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I hid yeah. the pizza, and then, <laughs> dude, the best part, that, I'm so glad, because that, that time that you were there when I did it at the Elbow Room, that was the only time that bit ever worked. <laughs> I was so confused as to, I was like, alright, I mean, he's committed at least. I like, know, I spent, I, I, I remember thinking that, at least he's committed, like, I don't know why he's in his underwear, but he's committed. <laughs> I spent, um, I spent the whole day trying to get that sad depressed look on my face i like i had a stomach ache all day because i was making myself so upset <laughs> like my buddy my buddy picked me up because i was taking the train at the time so he picked me up at the train station yeah. and he goes hey dude what's wrong because i'm usually never like you know have emotions yeah. yeah i don't i don't have emotions and, <laughs> and he goes he goes uh he's like what's going on man i was like uh, nothing and he's like no what, what's up and I was like I, I just have to do it for a bit tonight my stomach hurts <laughs> <laughs> he was like what and I was like I'm not actually sad I just it, you'll see it's for the bit I just uh. <laughs> oh, I was like God. how are you doing he's like fine I guess I don't really <laughs> but yeah so I I hid the pizza and then there was the the part where I just I, I started to break down and I turned around and the best part of that I almost laughed so hard because everyone was so emotionally invested in my 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 breakdown that when I knelt down to like cry everyone started cheering me on like oh you got this it's okay and then I came up with the pizza <laughs> It was so silly. Dude, people had no idea what was going on. Oh, that was so great. And, like, people didn't really know what I was about at that point. They didn't really know who I was. Because that was, was like, I'd only been going to the elbow room for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. And uh, so people were, like, just kind of learning my name. You know, like, when you first start going to the elbow room and people, like, won't even really give you the time of day. And then, like, after a while. Still, how I, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, (laughs) but then, like, you know, you break in and then people will start to warm up and then you, you figure out how they feel about you. Yeah, and yeah. that was that was before you know that was before anyone would really give me the time of day and I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on with this kid? <laughs> right. They needed to figure you out. Yeah, man, and uh, and that was kind of uh, you know <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, I would say I think you were one of the first people that I whose name I remember. Really. Yeah, because I was just like, who the fuck is this? Like, what is this guy doing? I know, dude. Uh, I used to do a bunch more weird stuff. I got to start doing the weird stuff again. Because that that was where, like, I had people in the palm of my hand. That's when people really remembered me. Because it was so random. And Yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, everyone's got different goals, man. <laughs> like I was, I was talking to uh, to Chris Warren a couple episodes back, and yeah. he was telling me because he had the same thing. Like he was going to Mike's, and then he saw me, 
And I, you know, I asked him the same question. What well, do you remember? How was I? And he was like, Yeah, there was one. You, uh, yeah, you had a like a bag and you had a tearaway suit. And I was like, Oh yeah, because that was a weird bit. And yeah. people, people remember that. That's what people remembered me for. Like people come up to me and be like, "Oh, you're uh, you're that kid with the chainsaw." And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you do that? Do the the underwear thing at the sea grape once? Yes, that did not go well. <laughs> I think I saw it there. Did you too. really? <laughs> yeah, and that was the first night that like it was Monday night football, and all the college kids had come back. Dude, that place was packed. Oh, yeah. dude, and I. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, she, not during your set, but during oh, okay. Nick Green's set. And she's like, I don't see color. And Nick Green went off. Oh my gosh, dude. I I do not like when people say that. Because <laughs> it's like, I, yeah, yeah, I, you didn't, do. I had no idea what to do. I was like, I drove an hour just to like check out the sea grape. And I was like, this was not what I was expecting. <laughs> dude, Mark Norman has the best joke about like the people when they say, oh, I don't see color. Because he told a, a like a, a racial joke one time. Yeah. And someone was like, I don't see color. And he was like, oh, that's cool. I'm black. <laughs> Dude, he's awesome. I love I love everything he does. His Twitter is phenomenal. I just remember that I have also seen him. I saw him at the Funny Bone. Oh, man, that must have been killer. I mean, I remember he had a joke about windshield wipers. <laughs> um not being wet enough and it be like having sex without lube and it was so funny because I was like that is literally the thought that I have every time they squeak is like there's not enough lube and I was just like how do we both have that same thought but I, I don't know I just... he, he made the joke he's so good he has he had this one joke. I, I heard him on a podcast one time. He's like, I just I couldn't get it to work on stage. And he goes he goes here's the joke. Uh, the, he was he was dating a black girl at the time. They'd gone on like a couple dates, and I'm you know I'm not gonna say the words. So we'll say pancake. And, okay. and, and he goes, he's driving by, he, they're, they're walking down the street, it's like the third or fourth date, and they're walking down, and some guy yells out of his car, he goes, Pancake Lover! And he, and he just goes, whoa, whoa, let's take it easy with the L word. You see how you reacted is how everyone on stage reacted. Oh my god! <laughs> that is such a good joke. <laughs> I mean, I see the misdirection. I get the structure. The L word. The L word. I do have to ask though. Did you you just said pancake, or did he also say pancake? <laughs> just for clarification. He said pancake. I'm not sure what he said on stage, but on the oh, podcast, okay, he said right. pancake. I I'm just checking. I wasn't sure if that was an edit by you or an edit by him. Oh, that was an edit by him. 
I feel okay. like I, if he if he said that word on stage, I feel like it would have worked better with pancake. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm just checking. I was like, I don't. Yeah. Oh god. Oh man. But yeah, taking the story of like saying saying I won't say the word, so he says pancake. That yeah yeah. Yeah, because then yeah. It, it separates it, and it's just it's silly. And like, who doesn't love pancakes? You know. <laughs> <laughs> My dad oh, hates no. pancakes. <laughs> Oh, oh my man. god. Oh, that's bananas. Dude, Mark Norman's great. Uh, I don't know. I uh Yeah, man. Stand up. It's wild. I never <laughs> it is. Dude, cuz I never I uh, I never like I wasn't a stand-up fan before I started doing it. Like the first real stand-up show I went to was my first open mic. That's right. like, I never understood people like because people, you know, like you, Chris Moore, are like, oh yeah, I was going to Mike's for months. I I was supposed to go. My buddy was going up uh, the week before I went, and mm-hmm. I was I was supposed to go to watch him. And you were at, uh, Bri- you were down in Bridgeport, right yeah. at the, the Stress Factory. Funny Bone. Stress Factory. Or not Stress Factory, yeah, not Funny Bone. Yeah. Stress Factory, yeah. And uh, I was supposed to go watch him, but I had a concussion, so I didn't go. And <laughs> Valid. Valid. Yeah, he went up and just like. Bombed. He just told a story with no punchlines, didn't get any laughs. And oh I was talking to him because we had Frisbee the Sunday afterwards. He went up on a yeah. Wednesday, and then on Sunday I saw him. And I was like, dude, how'd it go? How was it? And he was like, oh, man, I bombed. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, it was terrible. And so I, I asked some of my friends who went, I was like, how was he, really? And they were like, yo, he was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. And then I went on the next Wednesday and I, everyone I had, I had him and like two of my buddies from high school and, uh, we were all going, we were having a good time. And then, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to bomb in my head. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to crush. And then, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to bomb. I'm going to bomb. And then I did like, all right. You know, I yeah. got laughs and, uh, I did better than most people do their first time. Right. And, uh, I, uh, I sat down and all my friends were like, yo, you killed. And then my buddy who bombed was like, dude, how? how, how? <laughs> and I was like, dude, punchlines, man. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wrote jokes for this, man. Yeah, cause I, like, what do you. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go to any mics, but I had been writing for months. Like I had, yeah. I had like three months worth of writing. And then, uh, I was telling, I was telling Chris, what, what got me into writing jokes was I was trying to be a rapper at the time. Yeah. And so I was getting really fed up and I didn't enjoy it cause I sucked at writing songs. And it, every, at the end of my day, I'd just be like, Oh, I didn't write today. Like it was a chore. Yeah. And uh, when I first started writing raps, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. And, uh, I, you know, I say this every time I bring it up. Like, I will be on anybody's song. Like, send me a beat. I will be on it. 16 bars, 8 bars, whatever you want. I will be on it for free. It'll be trash, but I'll do it. I have not. Because <laughs> he's a real rapper. I don't want to. I know, but, like, that'd be so funny. Anyway. Dude, the first, time, the first time I did my fast rapping bit in front of him, he was floored. He came up to me. He's like, dude, yo, that kind of blew me away. I'm not going to lie. He's like, I, I, uh, I, I was a fast rapper. But, dude, he and I, he and I have talked rap. Like for like a minute, because I was I was telling him that like I, you know I was writing. He was like, "Yo, I used to write." And I was like, "I know, man." And I was like, "I used to write." And then we were talking. He's like, "Dude, I was a fast rapper." I was like, "Dude, I was writing fast rap." Like I didn't say I was because you know, I never finished a song. 
but right. like I you know I I wrote not good fast raps but I could write fast and like I can I can <laughs> I can write your pen moved really quick <laughs> yeah <laughs> no man I liked I liked uh like multi syllables so like there was uh like I wrote like a whole verse one time just like rhyming with Listerine and it was like kind of mm. quick I just wrote down everything that rhymed with Listerine that I could think of and then yeah. I just uh, Listerine this is being you know just shit like that and then I would I would do those like my some of my writing exercises but then I found myself getting really fed up so I was just like oh man the songs suck like I wish I could just do the punchline part right. <laughs> and then I was like oh that's just jokes you're like wait I could just do the punchline <laughs> yeah. part and then I started doing that and I, uh, I liked that a lot because I realized I never knew until I started writing stand-up and and well, really, until I started performing, I never knew how much jokes were like a part of my life. And here's how you know that question: Oh, where do you come up with your material? Yeah. When I was a couple months in, I found an answer to that. I was like, okay, so you know how you you know in your day you have like thoughts and feelings and emotions, you know? Yeah, yeah, all those yeah. human things. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't. It's just jokes all the time. It's just jokes. <laughs> It's, it's, you just only have jokes. Yeah, so then it, it just felt so natural for me to, to get them out. And then once I got validation, what, I mean, like, I, I went up, my first joke hit. Like, I remember that feeling like nothing else. And that's the only, I have a 17-minute clip from my first time on stage. And it was my first you joke. You did 17 minutes? Oh, sorry, 17 seconds. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was just like, motherfucker, you did 17 minutes your first set? No, no, no. It was a three-minute set. I did did probably three and a half minutes. I ran the light, I think. uh, uh, But, like, you know, I did all right. Yeah. uh, But my first joke got laughs. and and Right. Because I had that, that, that feeling when I first, my foot hit the stage. I hadn't even touched Sam's hand yet. And, like, when my foot hit the stage, uh, everything in my life just synced up. And I was like, okay, I got this. I shook his hand. I took the mic. I hit my first joke. Boom. Oh, I've been chasing the high ever since. It is, oh, man. And it was such a stupid joke. And, like, I've done it since then. I did it, like, around my anniversary. Yeah. And it didn't do as well. Right. uh, It was was about, because I wasn't drinking at the time. And... It was, uh, it was, uh, uh, who's drinking tonight? Woo! Who's not? Woo! Not drinking's weird. I, uh, I realize there's two kinds of people who don't drink. There's the, I don't need to drink to have fun people, and the, I don't drink anymore people. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> but, dude, I got that laugh. Oh, man. And then I just went through the whole, and at that point, I was writing out every you know every uh every breath every you know like everything was written out timing and it was so so i wasn't doing comedy i was reciting comedy and i i had everything timed out to the second and because i would when i when i first started i you know i was walking uh from the train to work it was like a 20 minute walk there and back so i had 40 minutes every day and i would just listen to the bit and recite it and I would just walk through New Haven just saying my bits. Right. So, you know, 20 minutes, I, you know, I could do it six times on my walk to work and then six times back. So I was doing it 12 minutes. And at that point, I was only doing one mic a week. So it was right. easy to, to write a new three minutes and then memorize it and then do it. I had it down to the second. 
And then, uh, you know, I started to get a little more comfortable on the stage. And then the, the first time I kind of ad-libbed a line, it worked. And I was like, oh, that's how that works. And now I'm getting more and more comfortable with that. That's, yeah. I mean, I... How do I... So my first set... I would say, first I'm going to say, it might not be that that first joke doesn't do as well anymore. It's probably just that first joke, first laugh high is yep. never going to compare to anything else, no. regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. So it might not be that that joke doesn't hit as well, or it didn't hit as well that time. Um, but when I first started writing, I was writing out every single word. I had, like, a small notebook that I transferred, like, my bullet notes into, but I had a large notebook where I was literally handwriting out every single word that I was saying like over and over and then I would like take notes on it and then I would restructure it and I would like it was I was like neurotic like I well you know you didn't know what you were doing that's how I did it yeah yeah how did your first time go um really well (laughs) nice where where was your first mic uh my first mic was at the elbow room oh the elbow room okay do you remember what the uh what the bit was um, I did, so I've, like, I've actually reworked some of it into, um, the latest bit that I did that I just did at, like, my first paid show, hey. which was really kind of cool, um, but it, I did a bit about, um, uh, being at tech school, um, so I, I obviously, at a tech school, it's mostly men, um, obviously, Obviously, um, it was like four to one men to women, and oh, so that's way um, that's way less steep than I was thinking. That's actually uh, kind of well, not bad. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, that's only twenty percent women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they like it was so. My class was the the highest percentage they'd ever had, and that was thirty four percent women. Um, oh, you're barely a minority. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but it was just like how how like a tech school seven and a real world seven are not the same. Um, Wait, what do you mean? How I, what do you mean a I seven? Like, what? What do, what does that mean? A, a tech school seven? Like uh um. Basically, like you just had to like smell good. Uh, Oh, 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 like a, like a, like a, like a, uh, objectifying people. I got it. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, right. Objectifying people. Um, I ranked much higher at, in tech school than I do in the real world. Essentially, okay, was a got note. it. And got so it, now got I it, was, I was having to develop a personality, um, and other oh. positive traits in order to attract a mate, um, nice. because, uh, well, now you know what it's like to be a man. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I mean, like, I'm pretty well-rounded anyway, but it was just, like, funny, because, yeah. uh, like, insurance got bros and finance bros are not the same. Oh, um, no. but, like, you're, anyway. you're funny, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah, and then I did a bit about anxiety. Okay. Ooh. Um, and pooping. Nice. Crushed. I love it. 
That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was good. It was like people, I mean, people laughed when I expected them to laugh, and I got a couple extra laughs when I wasn't expecting them. So. Hey, dude, that's always nice. Yeah. But I, whenever, like, every once in a while that'll happen to me, and I'm just like, wait, what, why, why did, why are they laughing? Right, <laughs> right. A big part about why I, I didn't even realize it, I heard Theo Vaughn say it. Uh, and I was like, yes, because he, he said that if, uh, if he knew, if he knew that he made the joke, then he knew why people were laughing. And I was like, okay, but I, if I, that's why I like making jokes. Cause I don't, cause I always assume if people, you know, are laughing and I don't know why I assume they're laughing at me. So, uh. <laughs> so I knew if I made the joke, I knew why they were laughing and, right. uh, and, and, and then when I do something like that, I'm just like, wait, wh- why? Hold on. <laughs> I get all insecure. <laughs> right, right, right. No, totally. I mean, it's, it's well, so I was talking about, um, basically the joke was that I, I, uh, I shit in my neighbor's toilet. <laughs> and my anxiety made me all of a sudden worry that their toilet was broken. Oh, dude, you know how many toilets I've broken? <laughs> no, I don't know, but I have never broken a toilet, um, and their toilet was not. For some reason, I was like, "Oh, is their bathroom under construction?" But like, there was no sign there that it would be. So I go through in my head all of these options, like literally, Wait, so this what, is happening what, 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 what? in my brain as I'm as I'm shitting on the toilet. Like, how am I getting this poop out of the toilet? Because I'm not going to be able to flush. Because this toilet must be broken. Wait, so why did you think it was broken? anxiety like there's no there's there was no, no reason. reason you just had the thought like you're pooping and you're just like oh no <laughs> like the toilet's yes. broken yes it just popped what? into my head like what if this toilet's broken and then so i'm what, like what? spaghetti strainer poop bag uh <laughs> reach in with my hand put yeah. it in the kitty litter bag like how what am i doing with this shit like That's how am why. i getting it out um, Put it in I the can't sink. leave it in the kitty litter because uh, their cat's like two pounds, and this yep. shit is a human sized shit, and like. Which is so. What what's it like uh, being a girl that poops? Because I I know that's pretty rare. Um, what's it like being a girl that poops? Um, yeah. uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool, honestly. Um, sometimes when I'm feeling frisky, I like to weigh myself before and after a poop yeah. to see how much I poop out. It's kind of cool. It's it's fun. What's your top score? I don't I don't know. Then what's the point of weighing? <laughs> I mean, I'm not tracking. It's just like a, a fun little, know, a fun little exercise. Joking. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I'd remember if I took a seven pound shit. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not seven pounds. Jesus. What kind of, how big do, is your asshole, right, Here's the Miles? thing. Do you weigh in pounds or ounces? <laughs> it's, I mean, my scale is tenths of pounds. I'm not oh. using that precise of a oh. scale. Okay. You don't have your little uh, drug scale. <laughs> no, no, it's not my my food weighing scale. I so mean, then I would have to like <laughs> shit directly onto the scale. No, I mean you could pull it out. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Then it gets water weight. Yeah, yeah. We don't want it to be overly hydrated. I want it to be as exactly yeah. as it comes out of my body. Now here's what you do: you get a piece of wax paper. I could, yes, I could put saran wrap over the bowl and then shit onto the saran wrap, and I could pre-weigh the oh, saran wrap no, so no, that I know no, how much no. it weighs. No, you don't put it in the saran wrap because then, then the poop just gets smushed in your butt. I thought about that. You know that that April no, Fool's prank. No, but like you leave a little room so it cradles the poop nicely. But then what do you what do you you putting it under the seat? You're putting it in the bowl. 
under the seat. Yeah, yeah, I thought about this. It's like an April Fool's prank where you put saran wrap under the seat. Right, but just don't make it taut. Oh, loosey goosey poopy. I see. Yeah, just like let it let it hang a little. <laughs> just let it hang, bro. <laughs> Ain't no reason hang to stress. <laughs> hang ten, bro. <laughs> Oh my god. Ah, that's bananas. Yeah, so you talk about poop. You don't really talk about poop that much on stage anymore. Anymore. Um, <laughs> I added that back into my my most recent set, which happened um, just before the quarantine. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's devastating. How was your last set? Was it good? Yeah. Actually, my parents came and saw me do stand-up for the first time ever. Wow, what'd they think? Um, <laughs> uh, you my dad thought it that. was funny I could hear him laughing from stage And they were like sitting in the back of the room So I could hear him laughing nice. from stage um, When I got to I like I finished on stage I went back to talk to them And my mom was like <laughs> I was like what did you think And she was like well Everything was very well thought out <laughs> Yeah, dude, moms, moms don't understand. <laughs> I mean, but I was like, you know what? Like, I can take, I can appreciate that compliment for what it is, though. Exactly. Yeah, like, she's like, I, I so, see you worked very hard on this, and I. <laughs> right. She's right. like, it was I good. Mean, it's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I think, I think she got some of the jokes, but I mean. Some of it's a little, I mean, again, I have tube meat jokes, and I have, like, none of it is very explicit, but some of it is just way out there, and, like, she deals with my craziness pretty well, but, uh, there is still some times where she's like, really? Do you need to? Like, do we have to do this? Yeah, um, dude, my my mom is the same way. I uh, I, I would bring her, you know, she'd come to Mike's or you know, like a, a show here and there. And afterwards, yeah. she's like, "It was nice." You know, I had this one joke. Of course, I have the joke where I, um, you know, I murder her, and she's not <laughs> she's not a huge yeah. fan of that one. <laughs> yeah. And then I have I have the one about the mouse traps. Originally, that one was set in my house, and she was like. Oh, I don't like that one. Then people think we have mice. So then I put it in my work. Because <laughs> then I'm like, it's a joke, mom. Like, if you get weird about it, then they're going to think we have mice. But if you just laugh it off, like, it's not a big deal and people won't think we have mice. And uh, so then I made it about my workplace because we actually do have mice at my workplace. Yeah. And uh, except they did get the snappy traps, which was upsetting. But, they, you know, they... Uh, but the the part about the the my my coworker came over and he did tell me that he had mouse poop on his desk. Yeah. And then uh, so that that was nice. Being able to throw that in made it a little more authentic to the workplace. Right. Which I was mean, cool. I I feel like I I've been finding that a lot of times. So like I have a whole bit about um, I'm a female engineer. Yep. So I have a whole bit about like. Uh, the troubles of not being able to do math and um (laughs) it's not like if i'm referencing someone it's 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 hard because you you kind of make a conglomeration of all of your experiences into one experience because you can't be like oh well this one time and this one time and this one time so you're you're 
it's not that you're like as a joke teller or a comedian whatever you're not like you're not telling mistruths or, or like lying yeah. or anything but you're you're like taking the true parts of all of these scenarios and building them making together making an amalgamation into one. of it yeah I I uh I I think that people you know are too worried about making it factual and not making it true, and the the quote I ca- I think oh, about this. I like that. Yeah, I think about this quote every day. Dave Chappelle said it. He said uh, I think about this every single day, where he goes. Everyone always comes up to me and they go, Dave, Dave, you tell it how it is. He goes, Ah, uh, not really. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> He goes, I don't, I don't. I don't really say how it is. I just say what it feels like. Right. And I'm like, oh. And he was saying that, like, like, do you know his bit about being in the ghetto and seeing the baby? No. Oh, I'll send that one to you. It's a masterful joke. And he, he just describes, he's driving through the ghetto and he sees a baby on, on the corner, like on the sidewalk. And he goes, baby, what are you doing? Get inside. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it, it, it's a really good joke. And it's, uh, is it true? No. But is it true? Yeah. <laughs> like, right, right. That's, that's you know, what it, what it is. And, uh, like, the, the whole thing is just riddled with, um, you know, like, real truths about, you know, being in the ghetto. And yeah. uh, I really, I really like it. And uh, I'll, I'll send that one to you because that's a good one. But but the way he said it, he goes, I don't I don't say how it is. I just say what it feels like, and I I take that. So it's it's important to take those amalgamations because you could say something that's factually true, but if it's not entertaining, no one's gonna listen to it. Right, right, so, right. You know, we're we're storytellers. You know, that's a part of art is telling a story. So being able to to take different things and the authenticity, you know, is really good. So being able to say real things, but you know, like you said, making it just an amalgamation of just putting things together. Like, you know, if you tell a story about your workplace, did everything, was that a one full day of all the, no, of course not. That would be ridiculous. No one would ever work there. That's just an episode of the office, but you know, like the office, for example, like that's absurd, but is that kind of the American workplace? Like, yeah, it's a bunch of people pushing paper, at a job they hate for no reason and it it, it it tells a true story but it uses absurdity and humor to get that point across yeah and I, I think that's a really important part of comedy is is honesty but you know you can knowing how to uh, kind of not exaggerate but you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I really like that quote saying, too worried about being factual and not making it true, because yeah. that's really, it is, it is really about the emotion and getting that intention across. The truth is like, boring. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, a reason why not, <laughs> there's a reason yeah. why people tell terrible stories. Like, <laughs> you ever listen right. to someone and you're like, they're just getting into the details, and it's like, this is a terrible story. Like, you're wasting my time. I'm not right. enjoying this, and I frankly don't want to associate myself with you anymore. <laughs> this is just I mean, getting absurd. <laughs> there are definite times where specifics are amazing. Oh, but like, well, specificity and, and facts yes. are two different. And that's you can, very different than being, like, super factual, I guess. And you can, like, you can the, be yeah. specific but, without being factual. Like, you can you can be descriptive, you know, and you could say, right, right. you know, if someone was nervous and you could just be like, the sweat was dripping from his brow, like, like a, yeah. you know, like a, like a, you know, a something that leaks and drips. And maybe they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like it, you know you get the idea across yeah yeah the imagery is more important even if they weren't sweating yes yes no the imagery is way more important but like, yeah having like, having those feelings because yeah if i if i uh took yeah. all this if everything <laughs> if every <laughs> single person in my office, like were like the the people that I describe in my jokes. Yeah, I would not work there. I wouldn't <laughs> be there. Yeah, they're they're just tolerable enough. <laughs> I mean, it's spread yeah. out. It gets spread out yeah. among all the people, so it's, e- it's equal. But like, if I boiled, it's like if I if I uh, if yeah. I distilled them yeah, into yeah. one person. Yeah, they're just watered down. <laughs> yeah, right. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I. Yeah, yeah, we're distilling it. We're distilling the truth. How's exactly. That? <laughs> you're just concentrating it, and and yes, you're you're, yes. you're saying it. But that's what art is, you know. Like yeah. like paintings aren't of fucking stupid looking things. They're of beautiful things. Could you take the things right. that are beautiful or sad, or because it's about emotion. Like Rob yeah. Rob says this. He, he goes, you know, they're not going to remember what you say. They're not going to remember a joke you told. They're going to remember how right. you made them feel. Right. And he, you know, really embodies that in his comedy. And that's something that I, you know, strive for. But it, it's true where people, like, so every once in a while have someone come up and, you know, say a joke. And, like, that's, you know, that's great because it means it's a good joke. They remembered it. But I was I was doing a set one time and I was talking about, you know, my struggles with women. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, was, it was at that comedy bingo show. Yes. Where, yeah. you know, they have to... <clears throat> Sorry, you know, they're playing bingo and they're supposed yeah. to, you know, focused on the show, but they're, you know, they're looking at their card. The guy, in the, he interrupted my set and he just goes, man, I'm so involved in this. I totally forgot about the bingo. And like, I didn't know Uh-oh. what to say because it was such a, it was such a weird moment because on one hand I was like, wow, like I really moved this guy. Like yeah. he, he felt like I, I, I really brought him into the moment. Like I created this this weird thing where people were present, which is hard to do in this day and age. And then on the other yeah. hand, I was like, hey, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm talking. Like, don't interrupt me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's another thing about the virtual mics is I feel like people are like, yeah. And I'm like, no, shut up. <laughs> I what I don't like about the virtual stuff is that everybody is like on Zoom is that everybody is as mic'd as you are. Yes, and it's just like yes, ugh. exactly. Like if someone, everybody's voice is just as important. It's yeah, like, it's like no, can no. We, like, turn them down. <laughs> Listen, I did not do this to be like everybody else. I am important, and I demand validation. <laughs> right, there's no way to like make them stand on a stage because if you mute everyone, then you don't know if they're laughing. I know, and then you're like looking, and they're like, all right, that person's smiling. That per, or what is that person? Are they making fun of me? <laughs> And then, oh, dude! Every once in a while, you'll be in like a like a like a show or like a mic, and you'll just see people roasting. Like I, I've watched like Instagram lives. Like you'll see people just roasting the comic, or like like in Zoom, you'll see people like like roasting them, and they're like, you don't even like like they're they're heckling, but the comic doesn't have a chance to to respond, because like, <laughs> they they're you know they're telling jokes. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, what am I? Yeah, and then you I look. Mean, I- I saw, oh, I think it was at your mic, yeah, Brian was trying to do, uh, like, crowd work in a virtual <laughs> mic, and I was just like, you are brave, sir. Dude, I that's have, awesome. I mean, this is what he does for a living, so, like, yeah. I get it, but also oh, yeah. I was like... His crowd work is really good. 
Yeah. He has a whole crowd work special. Check it out. Uh, I forget the name of it, but look up Brian Barganier's stand crowd uh, crowd work special. He did yeah, it at, yeah. He dude, just he released it like a few yeah, months ago, right? Dude, he did it at Pistol Pete's. I don't know. You probably haven't oh, been to Lord. Pistol Pete's. It is like an aggressive place to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is that is a workout. Like that is like they do they do not care, and they will tell you. Like I was doing this one joke. I was doing my dare joke. And I was like, because I had the, the one line where I was like, no one wants to be responsible for someone's relapse, right? And, you know, people yeah. listen and they're like, oh, I don't. Dude, this dude just stops me and goes, you don't know where the fuck you are, brother. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't. I was like, you don't know about the skipping record. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they they will fucking tell you straight up, but they love good comedy. Like, like right. Brandon Bellinger, uh, I saw him there and he crushed, and because he was just calling people. I mean, he's a good comedy. He's from Rhode Island, and uh, we talked after that. And that was that was really cool. That was the first time I ever like really talked to him. I met him. I didn't meet him, but I saw him the night before at a mic, and then yeah. I actually talked to him that mic. And we've kind of you know, you know, talked since then. But, uh, like, that was that was the first time I saw someone, because, you know, he's, you know, a couple of years in, and, like, just to see him, like, take over Pistol Pete's, and I was like, fuck, like, it's possible, like, I'm just bad, like, I don't want to be bad anymore. I you're wanna... not bad, you're just, you're just, you've got yeah. room for improvement. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> I, I have no room in my life for euphemisms, because there's always room for improvement with anything. That's like saying, oh, there's, you know, 21% oxygen in air. It's like, yeah, of course, it could it be more oxygen? Yeah, but there's a low level of oxygen. <laughs> Okay. That was a terrible guess, example. Right. What I mean by that is um, you acknowledge it and you're actively yeah. going to work on it and do something yeah, about no, it. Whereas not, a lot not. of people are just like, oh, fuck them, fuck this, fuck that. No, they don't I, know what good jokes are. I think, I think people need to stop using euphemisms because it, it covers up the truth. Like, the truth is I'm bad at this. I've been doing it just over a year. Like, I'm not good. Like, am I good for where I'm at? I don't know. I don't really concern myself with that. But overall, I'm bad. And people need to start telling people they're bad at things more. So they'll either quit or, or um, persevere. And too okay. many people are like, there's can, room for yes. improvement. Everyone has room for improvement. You can tell it to Usain Bolt. Oh, did you see that Instagram picture you had the other day? Social distancing? Dude, legend. But, like, there's room for improvement. Is he, like, the fastest man on the planet? Yes. Could he be better? Yeah, of course. Someone's going to be faster than him. There's room for improvement. But, right. like, I wouldn't say he's bad. But you can right, use Miles, the same euphemism. Suck. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I needed to hear. So now I will persevere and fuck you. Fuck you. I hate you. Go die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm you're joking. good, Miles. I've never seen Pistol Pete, but I'm sure it's a hard crowd. Dude, um, it's just it's just it's just you, a dive yeah. bar in eastern Connecticut. <laughs> like they just don't take shit. It's just like like white collar people and they're awesome and it's a cool place. White and, collar or blue collar? I mean blue collar, yeah. I'm I'm collarblind. Call oh god! I stole I that joke. You. I know, I know. It's fuck not you. my joke. I love that joke though. That's terrible. I know. Um, <laughs> have you done Blackboard Cafe? It's a Sunday night. I have not. Okay. 
I mean, I, I was just wondering for comparison's sake to see if it's anything like pistol beats because I have not done that, Mike. Okay, I uh, will hit blackboard and let you know. My suspicion is that pistol beats might be mildly more aggressive, but okay. I mean, that, I had a man I don't know. Um, tell me to take the dick out of my mouth and also inform me that he was going home to masturbate to the thought of me. So I don't know. Well, I mean, at least he had the courtesy to tell you. Well, uh, sure. I guess there's that. You're right. That's you're so right, Miles. I know. I tend to be terrible. <laughs> Thought you were no. libertarian, anyway. Whoa. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a registered libertarian. I lean t- more toward anarchy, but I'm coming back to libertarianism. Oh, okay. I, well, no, uh, I said right, and then you said yes, I am, and that was, yeah, it. was I, jokes I, are better when you have to explain them, aren't they? No, uh, no, it was a bad joke because it was false. Because libertarianism is right. I know, <laughs> I mean, but that's you just said how the constitution you, I know, was I know, written. That's why I, there... Anyway, okay. <laughs> no, okay. I consider myself a classical liberal. A classical liberal. Yeah, we're like actually about freedom, like not what what like the left has hijacked the word liberal, and I don't like it. Because I, you know, liberal is a great term. It just means freedom. You're about liberties. Yes. What I what I describe my politics as is I want to conserve liberal values. That's where okay. I am. People are, Ooh, I want to conserve liberal values because that's what this country was founded on. Oh, I've been getting into it with my friends from Italy. <laughs> just with this whole Corona stuff because they're like, no, Italy needs, no, USA needs to be on lockdown like Italy. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. I was like, do we need to stay in our homes? Yes. Can the government tell me to stay in my home? No. <laughs> I was like, we have, and I'm like, we have the First Amendment rights. And she's like, no. What good is a right if you are dead? I, I, I think it better have food, have family, have, you know, grandparents. And, you know, what what is a right if you are dead? Who's going to give a fuck about a rights? And I was like, I don't, what's the point of living if you don't have rights? <laughs> <laughs> and we've just been getting into it aggressively. And I didn't realize it was such a culture shock. And I came off like such an American. <laughs> I didn't realize that people in other places in the world don't care about, like, they don't know they have rights and they don't care about it. They're just like, oh, yeah, government, please just take over. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I, think they, I think they just care about it differently. No, they don't care about it. If they cared about it, they would be fighting for it. I think they care about it differently. Yeah, they, they, yeah, this is stupid way. That's like, <laughs> that's like, that's like people who just like have like very frequent sex, like premarital sex. They like that's like saying they just care about their virginity differently. It's like no, they don't care about their virginity, and that's fine. But you know, like, <laughs> I, I care about my virginity. <laughs> The government doesn't have wow. the right. The government doesn't have the right to tell me to fuck people. <laughs> oh my god! That was an egregious example, but yeah, I'm not even. I don't. I don't know how to come back from that, Miles. I'm not really sure. No, I'm. I'm not a virgin, but I. I know. Yeah, yeah but you know. You know what I mean. I like. You know. It's just. <laughs> That's how I feel about my rights. The government's fucking me. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh. Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, well, yo, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. 
problem. <laughs> Do you have anything we, you uh, want to say? We, we ran the gambit, rights and poop and yeah. Uh, we talked about everything, you know, women. Yeah. We did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, do you have anything you want to say to close it out? Uh, everyone has different goals. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. That's my life motto. All righty. Uh, oh my god. That's a that's a really <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, what? What? What do you gotta say, Miles? <laughs> it's like it's like saying everyone breathes. <laughs> Listen, I, I no, okay, so I say it I say it in such a passive aggressive petty way that it's fantastic. Okay. I, I taught it to my mother and so it's uh she gets frustrated with people that she works with. Yeah. And so I'm like Whenever they do stupid stuff uh, okay. that doesn't make any sense to you, just be like, everyone has different goals. That makes sense. So that, okay. I take back you, my snarky comment. Yeah, bitch. Okay, bitch. that was awfully rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, dude. <laughs> you were just yelling at me about your virginity, okay? Well, that's because I care about my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, do, do you... <laughs> Oh my god. You oh. are wild. Oh yeah. That's what the ladies say. Miles uh, Mortali, yeah. you are wild. You are, you are wild, Miles. Yeah. Wild Miles. Ooh, that almost rhymes. I should use that rhymes. in a song. Good old Emily Dickinson with some slant rhyme up in here. Facts. <laughs> Dude, is it? Is I think it's an Emily Dickinson poem. I memorized this poem as a joke when I was in middle school. Oh God! <laughs> Just because I liked. I'm nobody. Who are you? Are you nobody too? Then there's a pair of us. Don't tell. They'll banish us, you know. How dreary to be somebody. How public like a frog, to tell your tale the live long day, to an admiring bog. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but this was awesome. Do you want to plug anything? Um, let's see. Do I have anything to plug? I don't have any shows coming up. Ha ha. Um, do you have social media? Do you have a? I do have social media. So um, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I am currently on Instagram as Lady Beefcake. Nice. Um, and my handle on Twitter is Liz A Dufresne, or spelled uh, Dufresne. Nice. <laughs> I like the consistency in your handles. <laughs> Listen, Lady Beefcake is taken on no way. Uh, Twitter. Yeah, and I'm no so angry. Way. It's taken by somebody who has never tweeted. <gasps> oh, that's the worst. Yes, I'm so angry. So I can't even like contact the person because they don't exist. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Follow Liz. She tells jokes. They're, you know, funny, I guess. Oh, and <laughs> fuck you. I suck. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, there's room for improvement. Right, exactly. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast. This was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Uh, miss you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. I hope to do stand-up soon. You too. Bye. We're going to kill oh. it. <laughs> and we're done. Awesome. Right, awesome. Yo, this was great. Thank you so much. This was a lot of, this was like one of the more fun ones that I've recorded. Oh, that's 
that's good I to like, hear. I like laughing, yeah. I've done, like, a couple. I did one the other day.